All right, all right. <laughs> Two Cents Podcast, episode 10. We reached a milestone. I'm extremely happy. As promised, also, we are now on Apple, iTunes, and Google Play. So that's dope. In addition to the SoundCloud. So I want to thank all of y'all for in the DMs and asking when we're going to be on all the other streaming platforms. So, yes, we are everywhere now. Um, And don't be mad. Don't be upset. Phil is not here. Trust me. Trust me. Phil is doing some wonderful things. He's got a lot going on um, that I'm sure he's going to want to share with everyone. So I'm holding it down. And, um, again, I am joined by some amazing guests uh, I, I wanna I wanna I wanna preface this before I introduce actually you know what we're gonna introduce um I have two um awesome minds two people that I really respect that um we tend to have these awesome conversations and <laughs> debates and just different perspectives and so i was like look we gotta get we gotta get y'all on uh two cents podcast um so i want to introduce to y'all tatiana reese and Ramira montero what's up y'all Hey! Hey! Wow, all twins. in unison, yes. like, like y'all, two twins. LW. You know that's what I mean? what we do. That's what, there was a three of us. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Chilling. You're chilling, yo. Listen, all week Just they've been yeah, they've been killing me. Like, yo, man, struggling. we don't really do this. What are we gonna be doing? What's up with all that? But honestly, um. You know, seriously, I'm so glad and so happy that you guys uh, made it, and uh, we're gonna have just just good conversation and just talk. You know, um, first off, I, I I gotta just give some context. So it's so interesting how hip hop works. So I had I was booked. Uh, it was a couple years ago. I was booked to open up for Omen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dreamville. This is Boston at, 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 at Middle East. Shout out to Omen. Um, um, it was a dope show. Um, I did my thing. I ain't gonna front. It was lit. Fish. That's all I remember. Yes, fish. Um, so we rocking out, and actually, it was the night of. So Puffy, Puff Daddy, Diddy, his official photographer, is my man Kaito from New Bedford. So, Kaito, um, he came with me to the show, and he was documenting the show. It was actually his last night. He was like, yo, I'm actually, I got um, I got a chance to work with Diddy, da-da-da. So, he's telling me all of this, and it was our last time working together before he moved out to L.A. Now, he's doing amazing things. He's creative director and all that. So, that night was kind of interesting. So, after, we, after I performed... Um, Afterwards, I meet these two lovely, beautiful ladies, right? And they're like, yo, you from, you from, you from PVD? You from, yo, we from Rhode Island too. I'm like, oh, word, that's what's up. Where y'all from? You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, we, we, I, I don't know. They said they were uh, Pawtucket or something. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, that's what's up. And it was dope. It was just good, good energy, just good support. You know what I mean? And they, they were rocking. Fast forward, I end up. Um, getting a position at 
another institution, Rhode Island College, chilling. And one of my colleagues, um, Latanya, <laughs> she she I go into her office and I'm as I'm sitting down. It might have been my first week. <laughs> It was, right, it was. It was like the maybe like maybe the first day or two or something like that, and I see Ramira, <laughs> and I'm looking. I'm like, I'm like, yo, and she's like, yo, it's John Hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had yeah. no filter. They were like, um, we're gonna introduce you to our new staff, Harrison. I'm like, who's that? Who's that? And then I'm like, that's John Hope. I know who y'all talking about. But. <laughs> it was so crazy, um, and then ever since then. Um, and then Tati, you came. Well, there's one, there's another. Anyway. Of course. And ever since then, we've just kind of just spawned a really dope relationship where, you know, we kind of see, uh, obviously, the inequities that go on in institutions and just, you know, it just, it just evolved into, like, deep conversation and just understanding um, how structures systems things happen you know what i mean and then i follow them on um on the internet they're amazing they 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 check shit you know what i'm saying um and so i was like look man i really want to have y'all on um share your perspective they're doing amazing work in the community um and i want to give them an opportunity to kind of talk about that and um just talk about a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, tell us about where you're from. You know, like you know, how how did you guys meet? Like, what 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 what, what like? Give give me give me give me the background. Um, do you want to go? <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna start with myself. Um, yeah. I was born in Providence. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much raised in Pawtucket. Went to Pawtucket schools. Was gotcha. in and out of Providence. As fam- most of my family lives there. Yeah. On the east side. I was a camp. Oh, you from child. the east? <laughs> you from the east? I, I didn't know a, that. Little camp street, Mount Hope Cowboys. Yeah, there, you big. Child. You went to you went to King. You went Mount Luther King. No, I went to Pawtucket schools. You went to Pawtucket yeah. schools. Oh, so you didn't do the holy name. You didn't do bishop. Nope, you didn't. None okay, of that. all right. None of that. I was a Baldwin baby, a Slater child. Wow. A Blackstone Academy high school student. Could have been a state student, but I went to the charter side. Sadly. Okay. Um, that's pretty much it. That's all I got about myself. And you, um, So I was born in Boston, but I was raised in Cape Verde. And then I came back to the States when I was 12 and then raised in Pawtucket from there. Went to Slater, Jenks, and ended up at Tolman. And then Rick, where I met Tati. Which, funny story. That's crazy. So y'all met in college. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Yeah, okay. So this is what's so funny about being Cape Verdean and living in Rhode Island. <laughs> Talk to so, me. So freshman year, we're roommates. And then she's like, oh, my aunt's having a baby shower. Come through. I go. Her grandma's there. And she's like, you look familiar. She's like, whose daughter are you or whatever? And I tell her who my grandma is. Yeah. She's like, that's my first cousin. Shut so up. Then- <laughs> it was like, this is why we don't leave the house. <laughs> that's crazy. Wow. So, yeah, after three months of living together, we found out we're cousins. So, wow. Yeah. So, uh, let me ask you. When, y'all, when y'all met, was it sort of like instant synergy like, cause I feel like you two are 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 one in uh, one in the same. Obviously, you have your own identity and your own perspective and things. Like, but you guys are really you guys have a a a, a close bond at least f- from from where I stand. And um, was that was it always like that? Was it one of those situations where you were like, man, I you know I, I ain't really rock with her at first, or like you know I ain't, you know what I'm saying? 
aside from the fact that you found out that you guys were related you know you know um it started actually we started talking like on twitter yeah like we found out we were both going to Rick off Twitter and we were really? like, yo, did you buy your stuff to move in yet? Nah, it was like August 31st. Really? Moving day was like the next day. I was in Cape Verde still living my life talking wow. about, oh, dude, what did you buy so I can buy it? She's like, I didn't buy it either. And I'm like, oh, so what are we going to do? Wow. So yeah. we ended up living in a suite at Rick. Okay. There was only like a handful of, there was 12 girls with only like minority kids. Yep. So we just... Had to stick together and just had to stick together. Yeah, we're both from Pawtucket. And we're both from Pawtucket, we so the gotcha. Most of the same people. So. Right, 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 right. And so, um, the both of y'all really have been. You know, I don't even do. Do you do you do you accept the term like like or the label of activism? Like, do do you? I feel like it's so romanticized now, and it's so you know what I mean. Or, or, or is it like? Are you just being you? Like, the, like when did that? When did that? I, you know, the even the term wokeness. I'm like, when did the? When no, did that? Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when? How? how when did that whole um, consciousness, you know, sort of develop? Was that always? Was that something that you two identified? Like, what was the kinship? What was the? What was the? The 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 heart of your friendship? I don't think it was activism. (laughs) It wasn't that. It was definitely going to parties. Right. um, Together. Yeah. Yeah. We just had a lot in common, I would say. Well, I only asked that because you said that you were like one of a handful of students of color. So was was it that that kind of brought y'all together or just really like, yo, she's lit. I, I, I fuck with her. I like what she, you know what I'm saying? One thing is that I will say that going to a PWI, a predominantly white institute, made me realize like how many white people had to be around and like really look out for like because I went to Tolman which is pretty white but like I still had my Cavadian squad like I still had my people so like it didn't feel like there wasn't that many of us right but then going to Rick and being like yo like these white people are crazy like they are like they're dirty like there's just too much going on so like I had to make sure that like we stuck together because they were wilding out and yeah so I think that was one thing too that like to feel close to home too sure like we had to like help each other to survive I feel like gotcha I feel like Rick has a strong um like the especially the black students have a strong bond with each other like mm-hmm. even yeah. if you don't never hung out with that person you know who that person is right. yeah. you know them right. by names cause like it's so we're so forced to be stuck with each other and also like inherently you understand what you're up against quote unquote right you yeah. know what I mean yeah, like yeah. like you understand like what the what the policies regulations and certain mm-hmm. the things that are sort of the oppressive practices that, that kind of take place either in, whether implicitly or, or, or explicitly you know what I'm saying I mean even and back then I would say I wasn't even conscious like my freshman year I wasn't really aware of things Yeah. but even like we had one roommate who said for us to chill out because racism didn't exist anymore that her stepfather her stepfather was Puerto Rican or something and she was going on about that but like even to like think back to that like how I reacted to that and even then like you're just like yo like people really just brave to just say stuff like that to us it was a room full of us with our friends so we were all black and she's just talking about chill out wow and yeah so she was like you guys have to know that basketball player that's in my class right you guys you guys know all the basketball players oh my god so the microaggressions were crazy (laughs) day one (laughs) day one right yeah um did 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 you were you guys immediately 
uh, engaged in terms of, you know, joining um, organizations and things of that nature? Did that happen towards, like, you know, the later, uh, you know, when you became upperclassmen and whatnot? Let's see. So, let's see. We got work study, you know, poor kids. We got work study. Yeah. And, um, we both got the job at the religious, the interfaith center at yeah. Rhode Island College, which yeah. was next door to the Unity Center, mm -hmm. which was a small little room in the basement for minority kids to hang out in. Um, and we would always hear the upperclassmen have discussions on like institutional racism, structures, and right, right. Um, ways of oppression, white supremacy. And we mm -hmm. used to be like, what are they talking about? Like, right, 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 like, right, right, right. Is this what college does to you? Because I'm trying to be like them. Right, yeah. right, right, right. We were right, waiting. Right. We were waiting for our time. We gotcha, were like, All right, gotcha. We'll get there. <laughs> and was there a sort of like um, mentorship, whether uh, older student, faculty, you know, was there like almost groom, grooming or, or, or you know, f for that type of work? Um, I think just being surrounded by students, because those students were, like, I don't want to mention their names, yeah. but those yeah. students were definitely Africana Studies students. Were. So um, I ended up taking a class on race and justice in Afri that was part of the Africana program. Yeah. And I switched majors the next day. Wow. Wow. And here, so that was sort of, was that, would you think, would you say that was like a defining moment? That class. Yeah. That class. Yeah. 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 And you too? Same for me. I took a black films study yeah. class um so it was only black films by black directors so that was an africana course as well who and taught then, that um, just curious was it a, a white, mm, white person it was a white, white guy. male professor the rick wow. way you know we can get there we can get there yeah. but i mean he called me out within myself like on day one because i said i was cape verdean instead of african but like not that uh, i didn't say like i'm cape verdean not african okay, right. but i said i'm cape verdean and he was like you led with that yeah and he was like but you're african though and i was yeah. just like yeah but he was yeah. like but the way you said it and i was like oh uh, my bad so right, like that right, kind right, of right. was like taking that a step back one. for me and I was just like alright but I learned a lot and so yeah. just about like how black women the representation of black women sure. in media and in Hollywood overall just so right. that was like alright I gotta get into this right 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 and that's and, and what what did you um, major in? oh I did psych and women's studies you did psych and women's studies I oh, went okay. more of like the woman route yeah <laughs> yeah and so you know I'm just trying to you know establish kind of foundation here but then also talk about um, you know, like your relationship with hip hop. So, like, so as this is going on, like, what what were you guys listening to? Like, what was what was y'all what were y'all what were y'all fucking with? Like, who who y'all listened to? What was what was the soundtrack at that time? I was listening to Meek Mill. Meek. I, I was. I don't, I don't know, know, but I wrote a whole for my senior <laughs> seminar class. I wrote a, a paper on gender and sexuality within Black social movements. Yeah, and I typed because it was during the height of like the Black Lives Matter movement. Okay, I took a, a couple of semesters earlier than I was supposed to. Yeah, and I titled it "What a Time to Be Alive" because that's when Drake and Future yeah. dropped. Oh, okay, yeah. there you go. So you adding those references, yeah. right? Right. What's your favorite record on there? Um, it has to be diamonds because it goes in the club. Diamonds, diamonds, diamonds. I fuck with that. I'm I'm a, I'm a thirty for thirty. Freestyle type dude, you know what I'm saying? The the, the last record, you know. Um, what about you? So Meek, <laughs> what what? I don't want to. <laughs> come on, come on, man, you I don't want to go back to that time in my life. <laughs> man, well, so give give me an artist or a song that that kind of captures those times where, where you you know. You see, around this time, I was actually, like, very Cape Verdean. Okay, that's fine. Nelson, so, like, Nelson, were you? Yeah, I was kind of, like, trying to, like, turn all of them into, like, Cape Verdean artists. So gotcha. I was transitioning into that. So yeah. Hip-hop. So so you were sort of, like, a, a would you say a late bloomer into hip-hop in terms of, like, 
you weren't into what? Like, were you were so? You're like, who did you? So obviously, you were listening to more Cape Verdean and worldly music. Is that is that is that fair? So like, yeah. you were, so were you like a casual hip hop fan? So like, maybe like the radio and just whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. When I was younger, like in high school and stuff, like yeah, I listened to it, but. I was just always my Cape Verdean. Just Cape Verdean music. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Wow. And so, but now, where, where are you at now? In terms, still, kind of, that's the primary, is Cape Verdean music. And, and, and you, I feel like... I was heavily, heavily influenced by having an older brother. Yeah. So I grew gotcha. up with, like, I grew up listening, having, like, Bone Thugs and Harmony on the background what? of my computer. I think I was, like, 10. Yeah. I, even, like, I was a huge Bone fan. And I'm like, why? Now I look back at it, like, they weren't even cute. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, I used to, like, relate heavy to Love It or Hate It by 50 Cent. Hate It or Love Hate It. Hate It or Love It, Hate yeah. Hate It or Love It, yeah. Because yeah. I got my bike robbed, so I felt him, too. I was oh, like, yeah? I got my bike robbed, too. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That's what's up. Um, I, I'm I'm a I'm a big game fan, big Fifty fan. So um, damn. So you hate me for loving Ja Rule? No, no. Oh. Actually, you know what's crazy? <laughs> I like Ja Rule more. I felt like it was taboo to like Ja. It I went like him. for me. I I fuck with Ja with heavy. Ja I still Ruby. love him. Yeah. I still love Ja. Yeah. Rule, no. Right? I still. You know they just released the record. Ja Rule and Ashanti are coming out with an album. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm yeah. pissed. Nobody wanted to go to a concert with me, so yo, I didn't go. had I known, I, listen, because I, I was ready. Nobody, but nobody to wanted to. Yeah, nobody wants to nah. claim that they're a Jawu fan. That's like, what I'm saying. But when Always on Time comes on, who's singing? Come on, Team come on. All right, whatever. Listen, I'm telling you, I'd go see Ashanti. I wouldn't go. When Personally, I out of my pocket for Jawu. When I am either taking a shower, cleaning the house, where would I be without you? On throwbacks. Listen. <laughs> Listen, put it on me was my shit. Yo, still is. Still. That's like Ashanti carried that song. She wasn't even on it. What are we talking about? Little Mo. Oh wow. Yeah. Stop I'm it. telling you. But have Stop you noticed it. that sing women black women singers always carry the black males in their songs? That's one of my business. Oh, look at here we go. Let's uh, give me give you, me some you examples. Moved away from you, the just mic. Keep, you just oh give, I, I keep moving it. Give me give me some examples. I'm just saying, like whenever someone has like a solid hook or have you noticed like um just if we're talking about recently, like in my okay. feelings, um, I'm pretty sure like the city girls, like, that's the, the part that sticks in my head is obviously the, the um, Kiki. Ki right, 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 right. But then I got the, um, and that whole, like their whole verse of city girls. Like, Was it tell me what's your network? Not yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's go. the one people are screaming in the <laughs> yeah, club. That like. shit go. That shit go. Is that, is that what, are y'all fucking with? What y'all listen to right now? Like what's, you go to the club, what's the joint you, you. Oh, to the club? No. I don't know. I just play, listen to whatever the DJ's playing. But I'm saying, is there a joint that you like, man? When this comes on, fuck everything. I'm, I'm, I'm. You know what I'm saying? I'm turning up. Like, what's the joint you listening to right now? Ramirez. I don't know. I'm not gonna give you an American answer, so <laughs> you can you can give me. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm not looking for. You know what I'm saying? What 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 what, what is the joint like? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Joji, be mine. That's a, that's in English, so I fucks with that. I'm okay. For that. Okay. Hear that. All right. All right. And, and and you, Tati? I haven't heard it in the club that I've been recently, but yeah. definitely 1 a.m. by Meek Mill. Oh yeah. She's waiting yes, for that. One. She's she's waiting. But hold up. Oh, I mean, but yes, indeed. Dangerous. Dangerous is my song. 
I feel like they don't play that. They don't play that. But, oh my God, back to Meek Mill. Why? But any, but I guess Meek Mill is always going to be there for me. Okay. So Is it Meek because you like his music? You think he's cute? Like, was is, is it just both? Is, is it, you know, were you jealous he was with Nicki? Were you, no, yeah. no, no, okay. none of that. <laughs> I just, I like Meek Mill because I like the way he is. Yeah, it's just kind of like your, your your thing, okay? Just the way he talks, it's just, it gets yeah. to me. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. That's what's up. I, um, I've always, you know, prior to you guys coming here, I've always been intrigued about how you navigate within hip-hop culture, right? Like, I, there have been many times, many tweets, even in conversation, that you guys have been very critical from within, um, uh, but still loving kind of, you know, being, being participants, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and we don't really, I, I feel like that's like, um, we don't really see that happening as much as I like to see. We're always as, as a culture, we're always, you know, talking about the, you know, black lives matter, you know, the police brutality, you know, dominant culture as it, you know, as they treat us, so to speak. But I feel like you guys are always kind of like checking men, checking some of the things that go on, and, you know, you're checking us, you know what I'm saying, from within. And I always, I really appreciate that. Like, talk, talk about that. Talk about your relationship, right? Understand, like, you fuck with the music, fuck with the shit, but then you recognize that there's some, you know, toxic things that go on a within lot, the culture. A right? lot a of lot. toxic things. I think it's, um, it's difficult. Like, I would relate it to, like, how we were talking about before about W.E.B. Du Bois' double yep. consciousness. Right. As a black woman listening to hip-hop, which is predominantly patriarchal, misogynistic, misogynoir. Right. Um... It's that conflict of being black, being yep. American, and being a woman. Oof, so it's like on. the important, like it's when we criticize hip hop, but we're still enjoying it, it's being able to take that step back and look at it through a lens of intersectionality and being able to look at it through race, class, and gender. Right. Um, yeah, we can critique it all we want, but that's not going to prevent it from playing. Mm -hmm. Right. And... This whole cancel culture is not really preventing. That's the, the what music I was going to get either. into. Okay. So, um, do you subscribe with sort of quote unquote cancel culture? It depends on like I feel like I pick and choose. Yeah, gotcha. cancel. There's levels to it. There's so, le like, yep. for example, Chris Brown. As much as I used to love him, I had to shut it down. Like right. for me, it got right. to that point where it was just like doing too much. Like so, money ain't coming out of my pocket for him. Right. You know. Right. But right. I mean, obviously, like Chris Brown, his fan base is never gonna stop. Of course. No matter what. But for me, and for my views and how I see it, it got to the point where I was just like, no, nothing's gonna stop for him. Right. So I had to personally so, shut it down. I think that's a good point. So, so you essentially have almost like. Um, like a like a threshold right so so like were you were like for me this is crazy when i was in college i actually saw the r kelly tape i mean that circulated mm. this is like pre-internet mm -hmm. type you know so the tape came out everybody okay i went to hbcu uh in virginia mm. and i remember when it came out saw it whatever and you know we was like damn that's you know that's fucked up we we, we denounced it but you know something that we spoke about my my co-host Phil and I was the uh, how Sonics kind of play a, a a role in 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 the the level of artistic merit that an artist has sort of play a role in whether or not I quote unquote cancel. 
R. Kelly as disgusting and vile mm -hmm. as he is, the guy is really that good. Where to the point where I remember literally when Step in the Name of Love, TP2 came out, niggas forgot. Mm -hmm. Like literally forgot that he did what he did. I mean, it was on tape. It was on tape. He was actually probed. Um, he wasn't found guilty, but being uh, uh, not guilty doesn't mean you that didn't you, do it. you didn't do it. Right. So I remember, I mean, literally, I mean, barbecues, parents, everybody, step in the name of, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Knowing that your daughter could, you know, be that, you know what I'm saying? And so, but, but it was because he was that good. Like he, he like, you know what I mean? His music is that good. Um, I've arrived at the point where I completely canceled him. Mm. So, but I'm wondering, is there a threshold? So, like, was there? Did you initially cancel Chris Brown after the Rihanna picture, or you were like, you know what? You know, <laughs> these girls ain't loyal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Were you? Was it? <laughs> no, that's no, that's why I'm gonna be honest now. For I was shook. I was just like, yo, he did that, and right. I did was like, I calmed down a bit. But what was I like? Thirteen? I was still like fourteen. So I was you, still like Chris Brown after. Well, because they had their whole little thing, so. I was doing my little victim blaming where I was just like, well, they're back together. That little brief point Pr that they yeah, were back yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Sold them in but the that's pool my, and shit. That was my own ignorance too gotcha. at that point. Um, but then now, you know, going to school and like happening again with Karuchi and all that. And right. then ha having, whole, uh, I, don't, I didn't watch the documentary, so I don't know what happened with the I whole documentary. I saw the documentary, documentary yeah. But I saw some part and like what they say on Twitter and yeah. I'll, he was trying to bring up with the Rihanna situation yeah, again. Yeah, he was very, and, very clear. I mean, very transparent. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is just like to keep it going to a point where I just I couldn't. You I couldn't. Just, I can't. And what does that look like? Does that mean you're not going to a show? Does that mean if it comes on and you have you have the autonomy to say you know shut what it shut it off? Yeah. You'll do that. Yeah. Is that what it is? So yeah. it's all of the above. Not it's, going to a show. It's giving all you of money, that. All and of I that. loved Chris Brown. Right. Right. But it's all that. You ain't following. Running was whew, right, wow. right, right, right. But in terms of Chris Brown, I really wasn't a fan. Oh, um, so it was already easy. So, so like it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much, you were already, mean, you were close. <laughs> I, after the incident, I did go to a Chris Brown concert, but it wasn't for Chris Brown. It was because the New Boys was opening up. So I went. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was a baby. Gotcha, so gotcha. That was probably why I went to that concert. Yep. Um, and it was at Lupo, so you know. Sure, sure. It's weird. So. Let's let's. I, I feel like Chris Brown is. Um, I don't want to say low hanging fruit is isn't the word, but say someone like um, mm. Nas. Okay, so Nas with the Khalees with the Khalees situation. I'm not it's, really a fan. So. Huh. I wasn't really a fan to be. You were never a Nas so. type type of dude, and I I know this sort of like he's. Like old, it's not like in your kind of generation or what have you, but I mean he's still like a relevant mm -hmm. figure, no, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering. Um, my point is, is that with Nas, one hears somebody that is is a legend, mm -hmm. a hip hop. I mean he's an icon. We can we can we can toss that word. And then also, it's not entirely, um, it's not confirmed, right? It's like like it's not. And hear me out. It's it's not confirmed, even though I I I I hear what Khalees is saying, and um, I don't I don't subscribe to. Uh, I 
I don't, I'm not victim blaming. But what I'm saying is legitimately, it, it wasn't uh, seen in a court of law that he, he was found with some of these things, right? Does that, do you, does that, do you need a, just that evidence alone or that piece of information alone to cancel someone like Nas? Whereas, you know what I mean, with Chris Brown, it was the picture, it was, it was easy, it was, it was convenient, you know what I'm saying? Um, with, 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 with Khalees, I'm, at, I'm saying, with the Khalees and Nas situation, it's still some ambiguity there. Regardless of how we, you know, and, I, and, what I, and I preface this with, I support Khalees. But I'm saying, legitimately, just, you know, it, it's not like they went to court. But, okay, so as a woman, yep. I will say, especially as a black woman, going to court isn't going to mean shit. So, gotcha. I mean, and what is for, it, expand on that. Expand on that. So you don't need courts to determine, despite the fact, I mean, I'll give you some pushback. There are women who who do uh, uh, mislead and, and or lie and say, you've seen, there have been situations, right? The that, percentage is very, very low. The, per the percentage is almost, it's in single it's, digits. It's, it's single in single digits. digits. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Fair. So... Right. Me, so it's not a common thing. It's not a common thing, okay. but society makes it a makes it look like it's a common thing. Gotcha. Just shut down the gotcha. validity of <clears throat> these women saying these things because for you to like to understand like as a woman for you to be able to come out and share your truth yeah. and your story. Yep. You're you're not it's not about getting anything out of it. Like it's to the right. point like people need to understand too that it takes time for you to heal from things. Right. So like People are like, oh, why did it take her so long to say this? Right, because this well, was eight years after, well, eight years later. But the thing is, is that, like, you have to take time to heal. You have to take time to actually deal. Most people, people can be in denial. I don't want to speak for anyone else. Sure. But a lot can happen before yeah. you're able to open up about things. And you're not going to do it for no reason. Right. Like, what is she going to get out of that? Like, yeah. and she was strong enough to say that. I don't absolutely. need her to go to court to tell me that that's what happened. Gotcha. Get it? Imagine, yeah, absolutely. Imagine married or dating Nas and something like this happens to you like you already know there's no right. way I can even come out with something like this right, exactly. right. who's going to believe me yeah. you already have that I mean even a regular person dating a regular another regular person mm -hmm. um, society instills a sense of doubt or the sense of disbelief or maybe he's doing it because he loves me and who's going to believe me or the right. percentage of people who actually get convicted in court by going through the court system is so like minimal really? and this doesn't factor in the cost and the time that it sure. takes to go through the court time system. and effort right right and especially if you have kids you have a job you're facing you're facing him you're facing his family you're right. facing his friends and on top of that she's facing the public and the judgment right. of the whole whole country and the per even the perception of a Nas right he's always been kind of like this Hotep type, you know, paying yeah. <laughs> after like the king of the king of the hotel. Right. But even even to go back to that, even mm. for you to go through all that and then per se he's not guilty, not found guilty. Right. Let's go back to R. Kelly. R. R. Kelly wasn't found guilty, guilty and there was a whole video of him doing that. Right. So that goes back to there's no that's not gonna prove anything. I know right. like she like it so that, that's not a measuring stick no, for no, you no. to cancel. No so, way. Right, right. At all. At, at, at wait, all. Wait, wait. What do you mean? Wait. To, to, so I'm saying that's not that you don't need for you didn't need for Khalees to go to court oh, no, or whatever. No, and, no, no, no. and is that no. is that something? Mm -hmm. Did you even though you weren't necessarily a fan, but did you cancel? Did you? Did, are you like mm, Nas next? You know what I mean? You were already there, <laughs> but I mean, but what? I, you know, no, no. Keep it a buck. But what I'm what I'm saying is like. 
does that you you were already there based on whether you connected to the music or not? I'm saying did that did are you there now? Like was that added into the cart so to speak? Why are you like you know what I'm not mess nah you know I'm not messing with this because this is what is all around it. You know what I'm saying? Did that is that is that did that happen for you? In terms of Nas? In terms of Nas, um, you know what I'm saying? I think I was already over him at this point for his lack of caring for black women in general. Wow. Um, especially in the media. Not, I wouldn't, I mean, it's hip hop, so it's common in his, to be like in his music. Yeah. But what we, what I struggle with and which I usually argue on like literary terms, like yeah. books and novels is separating the artist, is trying not to separate the artist from the art. From the art. It's right. like that that came from that person's heart, that came from their work. That art is that person. Right, 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 so, right. That's their genuine perspective. So in the very least, we can respect it. You probably might not agree with it. Like that's that's their child. So if right. they're if they're an abusive person and I'm not gonna just sit there and be like, Oh, I love this song, but I don't mess with this person. Gotcha. Because I feel I see they're connected. You you, you like, think it's like artists, all one? Yeah, I feel like artists should be connected to their music. If not, I mean they're probably just doing it for the money at that point. Kanye. <laughs> I don't listen to him. <laughs> so is that is that, and and I feel like there's so many different moments. Was that cumulative, or you the first time this motherfucker was on his? I'm trying to get into the fashion industry. Was it then? Was it? Was it? You know, even earlier, like, why don't you mess with Kanye West? And do you feel the same? Kanye, there was one day on Twitter, like, before this whole Trump shit, that he was going in about something. And I don't even remember what it was, but I had to block him. So, from that you day... blocked him. Yeah, he, he was wilding out. Um, right. He has a, he carries yeah. this belief that um, people should just pull themselves up by their bootstrap. And yeah. that ideology is just... It's huh. so, there's so much loop There's so wrong about it, it. Right, It's so right. loud and wrong That right. I was like I don't want nothing to deal with that Right I mean yeah I, I probably like In the beginning I was part of that crew That was like I miss the old con Right College dropout mm -hmm. yeah. All that yeah. Right Yep 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 I missed the old Kanye. And I was just like, you know what? I would give up the old Kanye and just get right. somebody else at this he, point. Right. He's almost like a caricature. Like, yeah. you, I don't, you, you don't even, yeah, even at, take him. At this point. He, like, I yeah. feel like he, the way he is now is like when you look back at the old Kanye work, you're like, mm -hmm. is, was it really worth it? Was, right, exactly. right, 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 right. It almost loses, it's tainted now. Do you, do you, so you, you alluded a little bit to sort of that contrarian mentality or that, that, that idea of, or the conservative idea that, you know, we, we need to pull our bootstraps up and, and, you know, not rely on government and things of that nature. You're, you obviously don't, don't subscribe to that at all. You, you, why, why don't you? What, t talk about the loopholes that are in that type of framing, right? Candace Owens, um, you know, is sort of like this emerging face of like black. So Candace Owens is, is, if, if you could check her out, she, she's a black woman, young black woman who's kind of been endorsed and stamped by Kanye during this whole Trump era. Um, Trump, like, shit that he's doing and she is a young black like conservative pro trump pro like all the way in all the way in it's like it's like i follow her only because in my i i like to get nourishment from different perspectives you know i feel like when you when you on social media i try not to uh, you can be biased liberally. You can be biased conservatively. I try to get a mix to to see what other people are it doesn't doing. Doesn't hurt your brain. It don't hurt. No, to see because I think I think for me, I don't have a problem with conservative idea ideology. I think 
for me, it's more contrarian. I think there's a difference um, because I think con- a contrarian, what they, the, the loopholes that you speak of, at least for me, what I see is that many of them, and it's usually, uh, they're usually cherry picked black and brown people, right? And they, they, fair, they, they fail to acknowledge the systemic aspect of, of, of oppression. And because they 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 use them generally speaking, they only they're kind of introspective. Meaning, well, I'm 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 here. I've I made it, and you know, so you can too. And it's like no, like there's still a whole system that oppresses us. So I and, and what they in in turn end up doing is doing the work of the oppressor. They're like in, accomplices in the murder of black and brown and, 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 and marginalized groups. That's kind of how I see contrarians. You can be conservative. I think there's there's some ways you can be conservative. But contrarian, I, I always I always feel like they fail to acknowledge systems. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm following. Yeah? What's your... Um, is, is that along the lines of your I loopholes? Like, I feel like every, every institution, whether it's like... Or every setup institution, whether it's like a college, a business, yep. the government, city level, state level, federal level, they all have their chosen token. black kid. They got that token. token black the token. kid. The I token. can... Um, every year, Rick changes their token black kid. Um, so, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. She's going, she's going um, straight for the Rick. I mean, they do. That's facts. And I it's so obvious. I think this year... Or maybe last year they might have changed it up and used Afro Latino instead of um, <laughs> uh, African American. They're trying to be a little spicy. And, um, and, to, and talk about that. How does that? How does that happen? So they. So that tokenism is they. They it's use wild. that as their justification to say that they're not racist. They're not you know uh, oppressive in mm-hmm. any way. Right. So it's like synthetic diversity. Because yeah. that person then becomes yeah. a perfect. spokesperson. <laughs> yeah, for real. The, it's like window it. dressing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then that person becomes a spokesperson for them. And they're just like, well, they use their story. They don't understand how they're profiting from their story. And mm. then they just go on to, but you see, and then how they pull themselves up from their bootstraps. And it's like, mm, that's not what I happened mean, in there. Right. They forget, they seem to forget that the school is paying for your housing. The school is paying for your tuition. Yep. Your school right. is selling, is taking you out the country. Is mm-hmm. doing, uh, you're right. doing, um, study abroad through yep. the school yep. right. and they're picking you specifically because they know that you're not fighting back against the system. system. Yep. Once right. you start speaking out, that's when they start taking things away. Right. And we've, we've seen that play out, mm-hmm. you know, in, in more ways and more ways than one. Um, and, and speaking about that system and I mean, not system, but speaking out the idea of speaking out. Um, I'm interested to hear about your take because one of the themes that I hear from this artist is that when you speak out, you're deemed a bitch or you're deemed acting, you know, a particular way. And that is Nicki Minaj. I feel like a lot of her rhetoric recently, I think it's always been a theme about the double standard that she receives as a female or woman artist. You know what I mean? How, how, do you first off, what's your take? Are you fans of her music? And then also, do you subscribe to that? You know, the idea of like when you do speak out, you're seen as a bitch and kind of you know whatever. So I was a Nicki fan. Um, in my case, currently right now, she is canceled. 
Um, so she's canceled. Safari, she's, man. Mm. She's, she's a known abuser. She supports pedophilia. She made a song with Tanasi69. Right. So it's um, all those it's things. It's like she knows that people are calling her out on these things and she continues to, to just, do it. Like, and what are y'all going to do about it? I'm still have my following. Which right. I understand that, but I'm not going out my way to purchase or listen to any right. Nicki Minaj songs. So you ain't even you ain't even checked for this album. You didn't no. really... You just... And you... Yeah, I used to love Nikki, yo. Yeah. Bitty Bitty Piggy, what's up? Yeah, that oh was, yeah, wow. that shit was hard. That shit was hard. Yeah. Yo, that right. was legendary. <laughs> that shit was hard. That shit was hard. This I, is like I, I, I low key was Scotty, a Barbie. Yep. Low key, low key was a Barbie. But <laughs> this whole um idea of this angry black woman. Yeah. It applies to every single black woman on this planet. As right. long as you state your opinion, as long as you speak mm-hmm. up. Even if you just ask a question right. in a classroom, you're getting attacked. Um, right. Which I can speak from experience being attacked at Rhode Island College, like mm-hmm. being threatened to get kicked out of my classroom, mm-hmm. out of my own really? class my senior year. Really? Just because I asked people who were presenting to not say the N-word with the E-R. In wow. A wow. And um, yeah, I had to meet with the director of the department. Yeah. I had to meet with the teacher right. who like badgered me for like 30 minutes before I even got to speak right um you all like no matter what you do or how you portray yourself you can it doesn't matter how you dress it doesn't matter how you speak right. you can code switch as much as you want right no matter how it comes off you can say excuse me you can yeah. raise your hand you're still gonna <laughs> right. come off as the angry black the ang- woman regardless right. as long as your opinions your your idea ideologies don't match with theirs so, so knowing that uh, was there a point did you did you arrive at a point where you didn't give a fuck about stereotype threat or did did you did you kind of um were you always like, you know what? I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna speak my mind regardless of all the 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 the, the list that you just mentioned, you know? I came to a point where I'm going to speak my mind and I'm still going to check you for checking me on being coming off as an angry black woman. And I'm going to test on why. Why do you think I'm coming off as an angry black woman? Is it because I'm speaking? Right. Is it <laughs> Literally, am I because I'm speaking? Like, right, yeah. right, 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 right. That's crazy. And what about yourself? Did you, did you, were you fear, like afraid of that stereotype being labeled so you were kind of like subservient or were you always out the gate like yo fuck all that i'm gonna speak my mind no my experience was different because of my way my classrooms were set up so i was in the women's studies department so it was different yeah where it was like a bunch of white women Mm -hmm. and then there would be me and probably another person of color yeah but then again we're light-skinned so there's a whole nother thing that comes with that we're talking about the the colorism 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 is a fact and so my experience from tati's is different and you can't deny that right um but i still did get people that would question when i would speak up because feminism white feminism and black like the black feminism it's completely different completely so i obviously would be that one person which was sickening that to always bring it back to what about the black woman Woman, right and what about our movement what we did right so that was that but my Mine was never to the point of what Tati had to experience. Gotcha. And that is a fact. Right. And colorism right then and there. So I'm I'm I, I that's that's a good segue. Um in the last I would say I've always been I've always known about colorism. I'm black mm-hmm. and African. So I I mean growing up I, I remember being on the east side, all them light skinned motherfuckers, they used to kill me, you know what I mean? African booty scratch, all that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um so I always knew about sort of colorism, intra-racism. However, I feel like it's been sort of, it, 
it's sort of been kind of a growing uh, 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 topic in hip hop where I'm seeing like, you know, um, particularly, and I don't want to give her all the credit, but I feel like particularly um, old girl from from VH1, um, Amari, uh, Amara, Amara, right, 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 right. I feel like she was really like pushing that narrative of 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 awareness and i've i think i i might have tagged you or sent you an article most recently about colorism about you know how that's been coming up and i feel like that really exists heavily in hip-hop when i was coming up it only it was like in this kind of pocket of the video the video vixen you know the the idea of like video girls only being light skin, not the lead only being light skin, and things of that nature. But I've seen it kind of play out in other aspects. So I'm wondering, like, what's your thoughts on on colorism as it pertains within like hip hop? If we take it back to like the video vixens, um, the vi- video vixens were more likely to be light skin, to be more desirable yeah. mm-hmm. to the media. But Come like in order in order to be perceived as gangster, if you notice, like most of the rappers were dark skin. If you look mm. at Biggie, you look more thug, you look more gangster, you look more scary. So mm-hmm. your your like music is pushing out more like as they would in quotations violence. You know? Right, 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 um, right. Or like Tupac, he would like. People like with the rising stars or legends, they would often come off as the dark skinned ones because sure. they were like, "We feel you guys must really know what poverty feels like." You right, right, I mean? right, 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 right. Like they would test your authenticity based on your shades. The, yeah, the, shades so there's, there's like this default um, label based upon your the, the how dark you are, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. and that and that's that's insane. And so, with that being said, I'm wondering if do you think that Azalea Banks would be heard more and taken seriously more? I think there is some self-sabotaging. With, I, I, I mean, I'm going to keep it 1,000 with her. I think that there's some self-sabotaging, but I also think she's extremely valid. What My, my critique is I feel like if she was light-skinned, that I think that she would be more acceptable. And then also the things that she speaks about I think would land on inviting ears definitely i believe it yeah is that is that is that fair is that fair she's often easily silenced Mm -hmm. and ignored i think by default i give that to because she's dark skin skin, yeah yeah and when there is any like type of backlash or arguments or debates on twitter with azalea banks or like her and cardi b and went straight for the skin color Mm -hmm. like there's no other argument but straight for the skin skin color color, right you got nothing else dog right like Right, and 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 because I, I I mean, again I'm acknowledging my male privilege, but I always I, I do feel like honestly the things that I, she's actually one of the I actually use um, some content of hers in in my class that I teach, mm. um, but I actually believe that that, that that she is valid in a lot. Of, she she's actually she's very intelligent. She is. She's like yeah. very very no, no, intelligent. Yeah. Like like you know, but I I just think that. She's dismissed so much and 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 devalued mm-hmm. um because I, I I really think solely because she's dark skinned mm-hmm. I, I think I that's, mean we live in the United States it's easier to like whether cancel or ignore someone or throw the, or just take away their humanity simply because they're dark skinned mm. you know it's like mm. they don't see her 
as, as a, like a true rapper. Yeah, they don't. And it's so funny you say that because she, even the music that she's, the, the lane that she is, she's in, she's not, she's like EDM, pop type of, which is very, you know, for a dark-skinned girl, you know, woman to be in that space is even almost an anomaly in itself. Like, she's, she doesn't assume the role of rapper, i.e. Remy Ma, Young Ma, Young M.A., and stuff like that. So even that, I'm, you know, there's a sort of that battle in that aspect, I feel like. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, if Iggy was doing her music, you know, uh, she... They still love Iggy. Iggy right. No matter what, they're going to love Iggy. I think of like other um, like lighter skin rappers who would touch upon like the not so like radio hit yeah. music like Rico Nasty. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I think that also like plays into her like skin color and the fact that she's like a skinnier woman and she's like the whole like I don't know there's certain like privileges that go into yo break the rap that game. down. Tell tell me you you just skinnier so th- there's even some some body. There's definitely like body shaming, body shaming if, aspect yeah, of like, it. Like, like dope, break that down for there's me. There's some dope um, transgender rappers that will mm-hmm. never probably like their music will probably never see the limelight because simply because they're trans. Right. And right. they're so quickly to diminish anyone who's not straight. Um, well, if you're talking about hip hop, straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, cisgender, yep. Mm-hmm. light skin rapper who plays into misogyny. And or like this whole idea of like conscious rap um yeah you don't really hear that on the radio either uh-huh and it's uh-huh. like i don't know how to explain it uh, well i mean i think you 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 bring up a lot of a lot of really interesting points because you know as 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 much as we've progressed as a culture i mean hip-hop still is only 45 46 years old so i'm wondering do you think as it gets older we'll see um a a a mainstream commercially viable transgender artist definitely you think we'll see that you think we'll see that where where men and women are, are pulling up to their shows buying their their content buying their merch without a care i think i think i think cuz i think the 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 gay rapper or the quote unquote the 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 um like for instance uh Chance the rapper's brother He's openly gay, and I think he's been sort of like accepted, but almost through the vessel of chance who's mm. lauded. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if he had came out dolo, I don't really know if we would, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the sad part is, like, if, the, if there is, if in the future, going to be like a trans rapper or a trans singer or something yep. like that, that person most likely will be passing. It would have to be a person you know who is exactly. socially accepted, so, right? And right. if it's a woman, I, I, that is um, one thousand. Yeah. Um, if it's a woman, they would have to pass as a woman uh, right. in order to be accepted. In order to be accepted, or really, really like, and it has to be like a really, really, really pretty woman. Right. Like, right. That's fucking crazy. Or like a really, really masculine, like f women. Right. I'm gonna throw them off the roof, man. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. That's uh, that's a great point. I I one thousand percent agree. I one thousand percent agree. Um, even when I look at the 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 Nikki Remy Ma beef, there's some remnants of that 
colorism and 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 this like I almost look at I I, I think Remy obviously she's she's mainstream and she you know um, she is accepted or whatever but I I can't help but think that if she were lighter and because I think she's 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 bad. Like I would date Remy Ma or whatever. But there's something about the Nicki Minaj aesthetic, right? The Nicki Minaj is more akin to um, this current wave of, um, for lack of better words, the IG model. The 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 you know may have had or may have not had work done. You know. But out, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, you know what I mean? Is is am I? Is that is that? Am I in the neighborhood there? Is that is that accurate or is that is that? You know, whereas Remy's, you know, she is. I don't. At least I don't think she has work done. She's kind of like, you know, a, a more a more more closely to that of the, you know the hood, the roundaway girl. You know, um, you don't see Remy doing kind of runway modeling, whereas Nikki, you know, is kind of playing in that realm what are your thoughts on that do you mean in terms of like Remy not making herself sexier to be like to profit from it or I'm I'm saying the definition of sexy is is more aligned with Nikki yeah well yeah you know what I mean well in the terms of like what within hip hop within hip hop right so that booty is you know that but Remy Ma got a fat ass too so you know I mean, but I'm not. Let me let me chill out with trying to just be saying stuff. But I got I gotta watch what I say. Yo, we on two cents podcast. Do just, whatever you want. No, 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 no. I gotta <laughs> not just go back straight to the. I think fat. that Nikki plays into the um. The, Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like she plays. I'm not she sure. tries to profit off of the sex industry yep. while constantly putting down sex workers <laughs> and bashing sex workers and not appreciating the work that they, the groundwork and the grassroots organizations that they put through. You don't see her supporting any sex work, but she plays into the role and and feed like she she, she profits she profits off of it. But it's not real. Like it's not really out there. Like supporting it. Mm-hmm. So like. So it's like pseudo, like synthetic. Like it's like it's mm-hmm. not real. It's like. But she'll make it seem like she's about it. Like she'll make it seem like yeah 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 go she's do like, this go get your money. Like yeah. she right. came out with rich sex and then a couple of days later talking um, shaming sex workers. Really? So girl, exactly. you're, you're, it just doesn't match. Right. There's so, no connection there. Right. Wow. And, like for what. I'm all about with feminism, with my black feminism, is yeah. that we got to accept it all. And don't be out here shaming people, especially yeah. if you're going to be out here. And I'm all about, I'm a sex positive too person. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I'm about like, I'm free. You yeah. do what you got to do with sex. Just be safe. Just be safe of and course. consensual. Of course. Consent, y'all. Of course. Um, but she's all about like selling the sex and doing all this and seeming like she's free. But then when it comes down to it, she will shame sex workers. Right. But it's like, what do you think you're doing? Like, right. I, I don't, like, it's, it's just... It's kind of like when people culture appropriate mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's appropriating that space. I don't know if that's the proper word, but it's... But that's a way to explain it. it. Right, 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 right. She's made millions off of that and, and her... Um, and her copying of gay culture, black gay culture. I was gonna she say has that. made money off of that mm. too. So mm. and there's not really like a connection or support it's not authentic. or protection. Right. Um 
her fans are wild. Uh, she got. She has. I mean, she has an army, bro. Yeah, she. Has, she definitely has an army. Definitely um, read this podcast and slander. <laughs> set my house on fire. <laughs> Yo, chill, Bob's. <laughs> um, so you guys are doing some amazing work mm-hmm. um, in the community. Um, I have told you on multiple times, yo, man, y'all gotta do something because y'all, I, I feel like y'all, y'all got, uh, you guys are influencers. I really do consider the both of y'all influencers. If you, you know, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. I stamp that. I stamp, I would tell anybody, yes, you guys are influencers. Um, and I see the work already. Uh, tell me about Sister Fire. Um, so Tati is not in Sister Fire. Okay. I am in Sister Fire. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, um, so it, uh, <laughs> we don't do everything together. But that's fine. That's fine. I, but I know, but one of we y'all are, are doing it. We are separate human beings. But, but what I'm saying, one of y'all are doing it. <laughs> well, yeah. So it is a network um, of people who are coming together. And the yep. whole point of it is to... For center women of color, yeah, especially in Rhode Island, um, so we our voices can be heard and mm-hmm. change things around. Mm-hmm. So I did a thirteen week leadership program for them, and it was great. So you learn how to be like a facilitator, like what's yeah. going around. Um, so this is and, an existing organization. Yes, it okay. is, and they are actually looking. You can apply now. Um, mm-hmm. Their leadership program is for women of color from ages eighteen to thir- um, twenty seven, I believe. Okay, but you can go to Sister Fire. Dot com to Sister. check it to make sure. Sister Fire R.I. Sister Fire R.I. Sister Fire. And is this a uh, nationwide network or is this Rhode Island specific? It's just Sister Fire, S-I-S-T-A-F-I-R-E-R-I.org. My bad. Um, <laughs> but no, it's so far it's just in Rhode Island. Okay. It's um, just started off. So we're looking to expand slowly. It's still a baby. Just yep. been Just turned a year old. Good, so, good, good, good. So, yeah, okay. we plan to do a lot with that and expand because right now it's up. Providence focused, but it's going to expand. As in like an outsider looking in, as a black woman looking into Sister Fire, I think that what their work that they're doing, especially it's run by two women of color yep. that are in like doing the work in the Providence community yes. and, and they're branching outside of Providence, which is excellent. But, yep. um, they are doing the work. They're hands-on. They're doing community outreach. They have um, these people are knocking on doors. They're mm-hmm. um, getting first-name basis with wow. their people in the neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So feet um, to the ground, gorilla. Yes, I like that. Yeah, what's really what's really unique about Sister Fire is that they offer childcare. Mm-hmm. And I don't think like in really? the grassroots. I mean, I understand in some grassroots organizations they realize that, but the importance of childcare is everything when it comes to working with. The w- working within your community and offering times that are after work mm. or during times that where people are free because that's when the working class or you know if we're talking sociology proletariat is more susceptible of not attending mm-hmm. meetings where you're getting information about rent um your rent rights mm-hmm. or your utility rights mm-hmm. or how to uh, how to do grassroots organization mm-hmm. how to do community outreach what's offered in your neighborhood and there's also food as well because those are the two main things that they know is necessary sure to bring us and does that does child that, care and food child care and food and mm-hmm. is it is it food uh is baby food a part of that like is that is that like meaning well they like, are aware like all right um so for so parenting first you have to like just let them know if you're going to bring your child or not yeah. and then they will figure out what they need to do for the kid gotcha yeah I but every meeting dope. comes with like dinner because it's yes. usually nighttime it's meetings, a nighttime. So gotcha. they're, yeah. they're aware of the fact that people work so right. they accommodate for that and make it dope. after work 
Um, you gotta break bread with the people you wanna reach out with. Literally, of course. and that's what the whole mindset of it is. And one of the founders of it too, um, she's all about centering children yeah. in the movement. So yeah. that's the whole thing too that she realized that a lot of kids get ignored and how they get downplayed as to like, oh, they're just kids. So that's another thing that she is trying to break down and trying to lift up our voices. So that's yeah. dope. That's yeah. dope. Um, so stay tuned. And, and and can you mention that uh, the website again or, or where, where to go? Sisterfireri.org. Word. And then there's also uh, really something something really dope that y'all are doing or one of y'all are doing. Oh, in, oh, in, oh. <laughs> wait, wait, what is it? Uh, the food box. Okay, that's we both can't of even us. keep up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, t- t- tell, me, tell me about that. I think it's a like the concept. Please like share 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 with the listeners. It's simple. So we run a community um, food box. I don't know what to call it, if it's a community food box right now or we call it the food box project. Yeah, we're trying to flip flop between names. Yeah, but basically it's a refurbished newspaper box that we painted and Stole. we put um in downtown Pawtucket near the Rip the Bus Station hub. And we fill it, refill it once a week with non-perishable items, granola bars, Pop-Tarts, ramen noodles, juices, waters, wow. um, peanut All butter crackers, anything that's filling and sustainable yep. for that's the community. Um, it's there for people to take what they need and for yeah. people to leave what they can. Yep. Um, that's the motto for the food box. We do plan on either getting donations or purchasing more um, newspaper boxes that we can refurbish and just moving around across the city. But... For now, we do plan on moving the food box to different locations once a week, so it could be more accessible to the rest of the Pawtucket community who's yep. not, who aren't, aren't maybe are unable to take the bus or mm-hmm. unable to get to downtown and just things like that. Where did this concept come from? Like, it was it were you guys waiting for the bus one day and just you know like how how did how did was this already like where, where, what was the inception of the, the so, food box? Um, we just finished the art Black Arts Night at Rick. Yep. That will raise money for Flint, Michigan. Okay. Um, and then when we were done with that, I was just like, all right, I like that. Like, what are we What are we supposed to be doing now? Like, yeah. we're just empty-handed. Yeah. So I came across um, Black Lives Matter Chicago, and they yeah. had a um, they had a refurbished newspaper box within the cities of Chicago that were considered uh, food deserts. Yep. Which are police neighborhoods that don't have any grocery stores right. nearby or healthy or, options yeah, or yep. healthy options yep. Yep. so they would I have in students <laughs> I would die that's why I love Rhode Island like, I love yeah. Rhode Island yeah. Yeah. so the um, they had students who were part of the Black Lives Matter Chicago chapter paint the boxes and like put them around the city which I thought was pretty dope so that's dope we brought it to Rhode Island. We brought it to Rhode Island. I think that's dope. That's 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 good work. And one thing that I really love about it too is that like so people always want to talk about the end of world hunger and all that. Yeah. So like for me, like I see this as a way for us to like do what we can here. Like right now it's in Pawtucket, but mm-hmm. our plan is to do it all over Rhode Island. Yeah. That this is a way where you can help out and help somebody who needs it for right now. Like think about somebody who they're starving. And they walk by that, they can just go and get something to hold them down real quick. Like, you yep. know, it's yeah. like, it's something you can do. We have our cash app that you can always just donate to or just retweet it. Just put up the yeah. post What's the, the flyer. cash app? What's the cash app for people who want to donate? So it's cash app, the money symbol, food pro- food box project. Food box project. Yep. Word, word, word. Um, another thing about like coming up with location of this food box was like very like conflicting for us. Mm-hmm. So at first we decided to put it, we were decided to put it in Providence yeah um, 
mainly like off of side street and broad street because we were worried about like the city saying something or like right. the police or saying something about um i don't know anytime you try to help people of course yeah gotta, they're gonna be like gotta you're talk. poisoning the community right right right, 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 right. trying to do with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> thinking about that and <laughs> we're trying to be very um, low-key <laughs> right 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 so we were thinking but as we worked on the food box we realized um the people who helped us like get the food box helped us paint the food box yep. donated to donated to the food box helped us move the food box and fill it and do all these crazy things with yeah. it were all people from Pawtucket really and we also realized that when it comes to nonprofit organizations within the state of Rhode Island to help either low income low, low income people citizens or um, any type of disenfranchised group yep. it always starts in the city of Providence mm-hmm. and often right. outside cities such as Pawtucket Central Falls Woonsocket right, right. are constantly ignored mm-hmm. that's a and fact that's a we're fact we're like yo let's just bring it to Pawtucket yeah and that, that that northern part of the state is one of the most ignored and under almost resourced mm-hmm. play, you know Woonsocket Central Falls Cumberland Lincoln there's, there's a huge low socioeconomic uh, population out there that's you know I mean you know shout out to Biv Cap shout out to you know but like yeah there's there's a lot of that 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 makes a lot of sense um man that's what's up man and and what's what's next like what 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 can you, anything y'all can, can y'all that y'all can share with with us like you know full box sister fire you know I always <laughs> doing good work like what what's next what's the goals you know what I'm saying my plan is to be fully immersed into the community. Um, yeah. We're planning more focusing on uh, Pawtucket community since yes. we're, yeah. we're mainly raised there. Yeah, yeah. Came from there. Um, we see the struggles there f- um, face on on an everyday basis. Yeah. Um, and what do we look like trying to help other communities if we can't even help, help our own? Help your own. I like so. that. Um, you know, I had to ask this. I think I think we talked about this. Oh, time. oh that's nothing to do with me. <laughs> no, 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 no. We talked about this. Oh, uh, we we be having conversations. Um, you guys are extremely talented, um, dope as fuck. How how do you how do you navigate dating? You guys are extremely advanced, right? And I think we talked about we talked about this a few times. What is what does that look like? Like, how do you? I mean, what is dating? So, so I'm. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm so, just you know what I'm saying? Because that don't exist for me. But I'm wondering, like, you know, it's just stressful. like, cause I know you're very vocal about like, if a motherfucker ain't really on your type of time, you don't even have necessarily the patience. I think, if the, am I kind of paraphrasing correctly? Yeah, like you ain't, you ain't is with, not my thing. Yeah, you're not willing to unless it comes to unless groom. it comes to educating children but right. when it comes to a man you know a counterpart you know what i'm saying yeah, you're, you're not really they, not. they they, they got to at least be in the I'm neighborhood i'm not doing emotional labor for free <laughs> yo that's all i got to say <laughs> i've yo. had i've had doom, doom, i've had what so many messages either in my dms on twitter or my Instagram okay. asking, can you explain this to me? Can mm-hmm. you do this for you, me? You ain't got the time. And what is this? What is that? Um, here's my cash app. And then we could talk about a syllabus. About Yo, Ramira, talk to me. You the same way? You ain't got the time. I don't, I don't even have the time to get to that point. It's just, it's stressful. 
Um, it's Dude, very... is, is there? Is it? Sorry to cut you off, no. but is there? Is, is there a fucking? Um, do you? Is there almost like a? Um, a filter like do you even let it get to the point is there is there something like do you a line of questioning a certain behavior where you can tell you know what now nah, I, I already I already canceled this dude like you know what I mean or do you kind of like oh let me hear you out and then they ask a, a situation might come up they ask yeah. something or say something you're like I'm done well I was speaking from like a point of where literally people don't even say hi to me anymore in the DMs they literally be like so what about how do you feel about this or gotcha. can we debate about what no first of all cash app if you want to debate because i don't debate for free that's emotional labor um, yo i love it i'm not suggesting articles for you to read when google is free <gasps> there these are just little things that they you're not with men, it. black men especially are so entitled talk like, so about entitled. this they just assume that i have all the time in the world to break down <laughs> basic concepts or things that they can either A, Google. See, here's my pushback. Or and I said, I told some this, somebody this about y'all. I think you guys are so advanced that the average dude, like what you deem basic, I don't think a lot of guys, particularly in your age neighborhood, are even having these, these types of conversations. But is, is it that is fair? not the job of the oppressed to teach the oppressor. Come on. So as a black woman, <laughs> black men are my oppressor. So oh. I am not taking doing the work. You ain't doing that the heavy shit. books to teach you and then try to break it down on an elementary scale. And mind you, these are people who I've sat in classes with. These are people so you, that right, I've you already been, have built in rapport. You know them. And I'm thinking like, are you trolling now? Or like... <laughs> I mean, I I know there's there's sincere inquiries like right, people right, really right. really want to know. Do they you really, filter that out or I anybody? I answer here and there. I answer here and there. <laughs> right, I right. Do. So you're I a little do. bit more sentimental. Mm, but where's, no, where's, no, no. But to a point, to a point. Where that's I'm like, what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, um. So you obviously are in line with everything she just said. So so how do you? I mean, the, dating ain't real because <laughs> at the end of the day, like I. I will I will just like I'm even like stressed out when it comes to like asking the questions because I find out you're homophobic there's that boom you're done like, you're done like Go what on. no you say some slick shit that, that's it like give me a, give me a, give me a deal breaker give me whether it's a real uh, situation that happened or something like yo if a motherfucker asked this nah bro I'm not gonna lie I've dated my problematic people so you know I'm trying to get better at that <laughs> Okay. So the thing is, like, you just—I just—I don't know if it's like, do you deal with it? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. How do you here. discern? It's, it's like, that, that, that. do you take the time and put in the work and try? I feel I like at a certain time. way that you're trying to groom them into a way, into right, a certain right. like way and a certain way of thinking. And I don't want to change someone in order for them to be with me. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, sure. Just come ready, hot and ready. But I do. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Though, I do try, and then I'd be having to stop myself because they gotta, right. like right. she said, they gotta come ready. Cause they, they gotta come ready. But I mean, so do you? Do you find that is? <clears throat> does that? Does a lot of the stuff that you talk about take place with guys in your age neighborhood, or do, or do you find yourself uh, open to dating older men be, for the sake of that sort of intellectual value? 
I have met. You have so met motherfuckers with, 30, 40 years old that are like, wow. Not even that, though, but I'm like 40. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. On the other side of this, I work with students. Um, I work with high school students. I actually work in Wontaka High School. And I've met 12, 13 year olds talking, knowing more about mm-hmm. the rights of political, of the rights of prisoners and political prisoners and the disenfranchisement of prisoners once they do their time and they're released. Yep. And I've just had a conversation with a 13 year old the other day on how these prisoners out here in California fighting the wildfires and how that's modern day slavery. Right, yeah. So yeah, at yeah. this point, I believe these men are either intellectually lazy or they're not willing or they're just not interested in doing the work. Right. And I do understand that we live in a society that doesn't want you to know certain things and stops you from even trying, to, like, yeah. the 40-hour work week. How are you supposed to be researching these things mm-hmm. when you're working 40 hours? 40 hours, right. And then you got to go home and sleep. And, right. and then you got to eat or take right. care of your kids. Right. How, when do I have time to read theory? And... <laughs> That's another thing about the the academia like mm-hmm. like culture is that they create they write theory heavy theory that like prevents people from understanding what they're trying to say. Like, are you really trying to spread awareness or write about a certain topic, or are you just trying to so- sound smart for your colleagues? For, right, right. Yeah. Just just because. I think the true wow. like the true the best professors are those that can um, break it down break it down to anybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. Yo. But they get paid. And I'm not a professor. Yes. But so you can I have d- a cash app. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. Cash app first. Yo, good conversation. Thank y'all for pulling up two cents. See, it wasn't that bad, right? Hmm. Man. I, I'm not, I, I, I want to edit myself out. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> I said oh a lot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shout out my brother, Annie. Um, I don't want to talk about hip-hop because I don't know anything about hip-hop. I just exist. It's whatever. Yo, thank y'all for coming through. Uh, what's what's the what's the uh, Twitter, IG, can, you know what I mean? Check out yeah. the food box. The Check, thing is, okay. on 147 Main Street. Come on. Tuck it. Yep. If it's, I mean, we'll let you know. We'll update you if we do move There's it. There's going to be an but Instagram. it's going to stay there. It's going to okay. be the traveling hood of the food box. That's what yep. it's going to be. And um, it's right in front of Anchor Recovery. Yeah. And it's across the street from the Grant. You'll probably see it. It's the only really thing on that sidewalk. Uh-huh. It says um, free food. You can leave anything that's non-perishable items. Yeah. And please <laughs> try to purchase things that are um, individually wrapped, such as like the ramen noodle cups or the packets yep. or like juice boxes try not to buy like things that aren't reasonable to be cooked like things that like gotcha. you would have to cook or something like that but i mean we do sometimes we occasionally like put in rice and stuff for like families and mm-hmm. hopefully someone who can like take it home and has like a stove or something right but we do want to reach out to the homeless um population so and you can catch me on twitter at revere reese um r-e-v-e-r-e-r-e-i-s that's Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Dope. Well, thank you both um, for awesome, awesome, awesome conversation. Uh, Two Cents Podcast episode episode ten is a wrap. Holla. <laughs>